Hey, it's B and the Bean, and you're listening to Pre-Rolling Through the Galaxy. Since it's pre-rolling through the galaxy, today we smoked vanilla frosting, which is a cross of Humboldt Frost OG and Humboldt Gelato BX3. It's designed to improve upon the various gelato lines from the last few years. Vanilla frosting takes to the sky with a vigorous growth pattern. Um, yeah, it is pretty calm and pretty chill. Yeah, it's like uplifting. I can feel it throughout my whole body. Yeah, and it says it's, yeah, has gives you like a creative effect and yeah. Okay, welcome everybody to episode three where we listen to and talk about are they already here? Um, the uh, show with Demi Lovato, Unidentified, on the Peacock Network, and you can watch it for free. Uh, this episode is about when Demi investigates UFO sightings on Santa Catalina Island. <laughs> so, this is a very famous place for UFO sightings. Yeah, there's been all kinds of things documented and documentaries about Catalina Island and all kinds of different things you can look into. There's a ton of different things that have happened there, so. Right, and they even have, like, mermaid encounters that they talk about, and that's kind of the subject of today's episode, trying to tie together our mermaids aliens? Like, were they sealing aliens? Or, like, you know, the traditional mermaid that we've been presented with media. So the show kind of starts off with Demi, Matt, and Dallas renting a house in Catalina. And they invite over Brittany Barbieri, who is a ufologist. She's also a cryptozoologist, a parapsychologist, a paranormal concept developer. She's even a stunt ostrich writer. Yeah. I don't know. What does that mean? I don't know, but that's pretty awesome that, you know, she just doesn't do, you know, one thing. She does multiple things, but yeah, crazy. (laughs) Okay, and uh, what do they talk about? Why did they invite her over specifically? So she starts talking about how, you know, Catalina Island has had all of these different sightings, and it's a pretty well-known place, and uh, she kind of starts talking about how there have been multiple mermaid sightings around, and they start to question, you know, are mermaids alien? 
Right, and they've had like 4,000 years of history on this, apparently, and lots of military sightings specifically because the Navy SEALs actually do some of their trainings there. So Brittany then starts talking about how there's different things that keep happening on the island with uh, a green door, how it keeps appearing and disappearing in different places all over the island. And then she mentions um, a vault. Yeah, and they captured it from Google Earth, so you could actually, I guess, search it yourself. And it's 2,000 feet below the surface of the ocean, and it's two miles wide. And if you look at it, the photo, it looks really odd. Yeah, and you can Google the coordinates or whatever and kind of look for yourself and see what you see. Mm-hmm. They, It looks like pillars, like super... Like, why would there be pillars yeah, down there? It's, it's like Brittany says, you know, I've never seen something in, you know, nature that kind of held up a structure looking like pillars holding kind of like the lip of a building. So mm-hmm. definitely weird. Yeah, she's convinced, I think, that it's some sort of base for whatever is down there. Yeah. For sure. She um, talks about how, you know, different sounds happen underneath the water. And and yeah, they actually, sound is a common theme in this episode. Um, it's called the upsweep recording, and the upsweep recording is pretty infamous. Uh, what is it? Upsweep is an unidentified sound detected on the American NOAA's Equatorial Autonomous Hydrophone Arrays. So I don't have any idea what that is, but it sounds super fancy. Yeah, and it also the sound is really strange, not because it's weird, it's just not a sound we've heard, and it's nobody can, no military people, nobody can identify it. Yeah, and it's not like this is the first time they've, you know, listened underwater. They have things listening underwater all the time, and this is something unusual even for those tapings. So nobody's ever heard anything like this before, and we're going to play it for you just a little bit. Um, The full video is over eight minutes long, so you can definitely research that. Again, it's called Upsweep, and here it is. So really weird, right? Like I, it's it's weird because there's almost like a melody or something in there. So it's it's just really really weird. Yeah, it sounded like an alarm to me of some sort. Like yeah, like yeah, really weird, (laughs) really weird. Maybe we all hear it different though. You kind of said you heard a melody, but I heard more of like a alarm, like a panic. It was more like a, almost like, you know, a singing bowl, like a vibration, more of a vibration sound. We heard two different things. Weird. That is weird. Well, what what did you guys hear? If you research that, uh, mention in a comment on our Instagram or something what you heard. Yeah, because this is weird. We both heard something different. Yeah. 
Strange. Okay, so they touch on this theme of, again of how the media portrays aliens kind of evil and kind of how they're against us and they're evil and they're scary and they're here to harm us. And they touch on this with Brittany and Brittany's just like, don't you think if like they have the potential, the technology that we know of, they if they would have wanted to harm us, they could have very easily. Right, because there's been sightings at military bases all around the United States where, you know, there's been a flying disc and all of a sudden, like, none of the weapons work, none of the missiles work anymore, like, everything's been deactivated. So, I feel like if, you know, ETs were here to harm us, they would have already done it. Like, they have the means to just all come down at once and just take over. So if they were going to do that, why wouldn't they have already? Right. It's just, it's it's almost kind of, to me, like common sense type of thing. Right. Um, and so it's not to say that there aren't like bad, evil ETs out there that right. want to do that, but for whatever reason, they haven't. And I mean, it's something to think about. Why... If they have the means, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Just like keep your mind, try to keep your mind open. Like it's okay to have denial, but also like just keep your mind open to different ideas. Yeah. I mean, just question if these beings are so far advanced from us and they have, you know, technology that we can't even think about I mean you just have to think about it in a way of like back in the 80s you never would have thought you would be carrying around in your pocket you know a computer at all times with you know it seemed so far-fetched to think that you could see a video of someone and talk to them at the same time and now we have FaceTime and we have cell phones which are you can open up anything you want at any moment and you know, it, it seems so inconceivable at that time, and here we are, you know, not that that much farther along with crazy amount of technology. Right, and that also speaks on the really fast evolution of humans the past 50 years because of technology. Because of technology. So, uh, technology kind of leads us into the military, which is where they meet an eyewitness who is senior chief kevin day kevin day is a retired u.s navy senior chief operations specialist whoa who specialized in radar systems he's a top gun air intercept controller with more than 20 years experience in strike group air defense including wartime operations so this is a guy who is, you know, trained up in the air, one of our top people up in the air um, with a lot of experience about different things that should be in the air or shouldn't mm-hmm. be in the air. Right. He mentions that they're, they're trained to be skeptics of these things just because I'm sure to keep focused and also to keep them level-headed and, you know... Well, they need to know what what to look for so i'm sure they have a laundry list of 
crafts that they're used to seeing from different countries or whatever. Mm -hmm. So when you see something so unusual, especially if you're in a very specialized position as he was, um, when he sees something unusual, you, you know you're probably seeing something really unusual. Right, and he is actually at the center of the most important sighting ever recorded, they say. Yeah, and that was what the Navy kind of publicly released as being the Tic Tac UFO incident. And that all came out uh, not that long ago, a few years ago, and it really started circulating. Um, And the Pentagon kind of came out and said, yes, this is a real incident. It is a true, you know, UAP. We, We do not know what this is mm-hmm. yeah and he kind of goes through the story of how they he detected this thing on the radar and he went to his superior and was like uh you gotta follow up on this if you don't it's a safety risk and i think what's important to mention is this sighting actually happened in 2004 so it only recently just came out uh, just a couple years ago Um, and so that's, you know, almost 20 years passed since this incident was reported where the Department of Defense knew about it and didn't say anything about it. Uh Uh-huh. And you can also research this. Um, it's very interesting that it looked like a Tic Tac was 48 feet long with no wings, no seen like propulsion system. And... Imagine just seeing that in front of your plane. Yeah, well, they said it performed just remarkable maneuvers beyond the capability of any aircraft. So, again, these are not just some random people seeing something weird in the sky. These are people who are trained with what should and should not be up in the sky. So this was something that they were just, their minds were blown because they're like... There is no way something from this planet can move the way it moves. Like, mm-hmm. it was it was crazy. Yeah, apparently it went from, and they documented this, and they measured it, 28,000 feet, and then it went straight down to the surface of the ocean in under a second. Yeah, so, I mean, again, it just moved otherworldly, you know, faster than anything our minds could could comprehend and yeah so they they said it went down to the water and then it it what happened after that um so they the they made the order to the jets so they they sent out a jet to intercept this whatever this thing was in the sky and the jet met it saw it and then i guess it jetted away it just went boop yeah, in and like the blink of an eye, blink it of an was eye just it was sixty miles away. Yeah, it just was gone, and that's the thing. It wasn't like it just disappeared. It just went that fast that it was just like a trail gone. Mm-hmm. You know, just totally out of the way. So, and the people, I mean, our our pilots, they didn't know what they were seeing. Did, were they supposed to be scared? Were they friend or foe? Um, just something really interesting to experience probably very scary i suppose well yeah so kevin ends up you know reporting this to his superiors or 
you know, up the chain of commands, whatever, you know, we saw something in the sky, we don't know what it was, you know, multiple people saw this, um, that were on that kind of training day. So it wasn't just him, it was everyone that was there and people who were also on the boats and stuff. So multiple people saw it and, you know, Kevin talks about how he was just, it pretty much just ruined his career. He was mocked and you know, made fun of and shunned and was basically just kind of a joke. And again, this all was reported in 2004. And then he's, I mean, he's kind of pissed, like, mm -hmm. because now they're coming out saying, oh, by the way, that was actually real. After, you know, no one stood up for him when he was saying that this experience happened. They were right. pretty much making it seem like he was a crazy person. Yeah. You can like see on his face that it was, and it's still a really hard thing for him to talk about because you know that, imagine having your job for 21 years and- A high level job. You know, this isn't a job, yeah. you know, this is a very technical job that I'm sure he put, you know, everything he had into. Mm -hmm. And then it's just taken away from you and you're mocked and nobody's backing you up which has got to be a really lonely feeling yeah i mean he his story is really really kind of an interesting story and i mean he you know left the military and he still continues to do different things like he what does he do with the whales oh he does mention that he thinks that aliens or whatever they ETs, can whatever they can communicate through whale songs yeah, he feels like it's kind of very, very similar. And when they play these whale songs and do lasers what, underwater, mm -hmm. and then they have experiences with different UFOs and they, they, you know, see these different crafts multiple times. So, you know, he continues to have experiences to this day, which is again really interesting it seems like when people start to have an experience they continue to have more and more so i kind of mm -hmm. wonder what what the correlation is with that too maybe just your brain being open enough to yeah to see it yeah maybe just opening it just a little each time so that it's open enough to take in more information maybe that's it i don't really know but it's definitely interesting that he didn't just have this one major experience that they happen to catch on radar and all of that he's had multiple uh since 2004 so yeah and it's his mission to kind of id whatever he saw like he gets really upset and he he just said it's my life mission People get so emotional. Did you notice that? Like, I feel like we're in episode three of Demi Show and people in every episode have just had such like emotional experiences. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's almost like people talking about near death experiences to me, like kind of the same vibe. Yeah. Of yeah. like a, something totally. transformative to where like something changed them. Yeah. Like everything's just different now because yeah. it's like, what the heck is happening what is that you know what is we've been told that this doesn't exist and it this is a very real experience to me you know like mm -hmm. and they just get so emotional about it and it's interesting right and then next in the episode they kind of do what they did previously which is night watch just in another city so again they're using lasers to attract or get attention or to communicate with um some ufos but this time the underwater kind 
which are classified as what? USO, Unidentified Submersible Object. Okay. So what we've been portrayed possibly as mermaids, like they don't have fins, they don't have, it's not like Little Mermaid. No, yeah, so I mean, it's kind of interesting if you start thinking about it, that maybe aliens aren't just above us, but also underneath us, you know? We, we haven't explored the ocean really, I mean, a very small percentage. I don't even know what the percentage is, but I know that it's not a lot. And, you know, what about all these old stories about, you know, sirens, songs, and, you know, these beautiful fish women who lure men to their death, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, what if those aren't just, you know, scary old stories? What if there's some truth to them? Truth to them? What if there is different things under the water and maybe they're not alien maybe they've been here longer than we have mm-hmm. yeah exactly the, we're just touching all, all of this stuff it's like just being researched and just being started so they start using a bunch of this equipment and just pointing them in the water different patterns of lasers and um then they quickly go into meditation though they're like wait we're not getting any sort of contact nothing's really happening so they start meditation right they're like let's focus a little bit more kind of ground ourselves and i think that's really important that um demi talks a lot about meditation because i think it is important to kind of still your mind to open yourself up to not just et experiences but i think just open your mind in general like it's it's good to quiet your mind and meditate and kind of get in that where everyone's in that same headspace because it seems like when they do that they all kind of collectively come together in some way that you can't see you know Mm -hmm. yeah meditation is um good for many things and it is hard to attain at times like i don't know if you've ever tried it but even meditation for like five minutes and after those five minutes are up it's like whoa I love meditating. I so. wish I could do that for longer, but you, it's something you have to practice like anything else. If you you do have to improve. practice. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's not, you, you can't just expect to be able to all of a sudden be a master meditator. And I don't even know what that would even mean, but you know, right. it, it takes time and it's, you learn when you're meditating that it's okay to not totally be focused too. It's just all a learning process, like anything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I highly recommend meditation. It helps me a lot just mellow out sometimes for sure and the reason they're meditating for wanting an encounter is because they want to access a different level of consciousness yeah like demi was kind of saying that they believe that aliens are on a different level of consciousness and sometimes that's why we can interact with them or you know something like this yeah, it definitely makes sense just to kind of center your brain and maybe turn off your brain almost and listen to more just your intuition and stuff. I don't know, maybe it just helps open your mind. I don't know. I don't know why it works, but it seems like a lot of people talk about having success with having these experiences when they're really able to quiet their mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's... Um, interesting. I hope they, we can continue to talk about that more. 
Yeah, you too. So then they kind of all look up to the sky for a little bit and, you know, they're all kind of giddy looking around trying to have an experience and Brittany's explaining to them what to look for and she talks about, you know, oh, look at that light and that's obviously a plane and which is good because then they can kind of rule out anything that looks like that as just being a plane and, you know, she talks about how UFOs are usually really erratic and move, you know, in ways that aren't so predictable as in when you're watching a plane it kind of goes you know one way it might make a turn but it's a wide turn you know so we're talking just erratic movement and uh they all just keep looking and Brittany says hey you know what i'm gonna go check the video and let's see if maybe we caught something that maybe we're not seeing with the naked eye and you know they they start talking about how it is kind of a little cloudy out and mm -hmm. you know there's a little bit of not totally clear sky so she goes and checks it and what happens? Um, so they did catch something flying, not like a plane or not like anything we know that can fly. It was a weird pattern, it was fast and it you know, just wasn't moving like anything that we know. Um, but yeah, they didn't capture much and I feel like sometimes they, you, they portray it like, like they're not gonna capture something every time, like these, People research this stuff for years and years and years and don't capture anything. So I think sometimes they reach yeah. for things to like interest people, but also I believe like that's true. But also yeah. Yeah, I think that you're right. They can't always expect to catch something and you know, it was kinda interesting what they caught, but again, who knows what it was. All of their videos aren't, you know, undescribably a flying saucer right. flying you know all of them can let be left for interpretation so it's definitely yeah. not clear as day so because it was cloudy not a good time to do night watch so they move forward to the next day where they're gonna try some scuba diving gonna go out in the water going to put sound in the water and play with sound again yeah, so they kind of split up into teams again, and uh, Demi and Matt go to the beach, and they're going to do some, you know, scuba diving around, just like around land, and then Dallas and Brittany head off on a boat, because again, Brittany is, you know, this crazy, uh, she's not just a ufologist, she also is a cryptologist, so she's got underwater stuff on her belt too mm -hmm. and what they're trying to do is they're putting sound in the water at a really high rate and they're gonna play the recording up sweep again to try and get something going yeah so Dallas stays on top and Brittany dives down because again she's she's got the qualifications to do all of that and she starts playing the the sounds and you know, they have a couple mishaps and whatever. They catch something. Yeah. It, it wasn't the best episode for, like, Research. sightings. Or, yeah. Yeah. It, um, yeah, I totally the, agree. The seas were too rough for them to, like, do any scuba diving, so they didn't get anything there. And then on the water where they were playing the recording, um, apparently, like, all communication stopped and right. they heard and this big boom. It's like, yeah, was there something that intercepted it that made it stop or did it just stop working? Like, 
kind of the same thing as the episode before with the supernatural stuff and Mm -hmm. all of the machines breaking. So it's like, I don't know. I don't know if it broke, if it was for drama. I don't really know. But I feel like day two was kind of just whatever. But, you know. Mm-hmm. Not not my favorite episode yeah. of the season so far. It was interesting to kind of think about how, how aliens or UFOs could be in the water. That's yeah. not really something that's talked about. Yeah, I was talking to you earlier about how it was kind of a moment for me when, like, not that long ago, I've always been into UFOs and aliens and all of that kind of stuff and different types of aliens and are we aliens always been into all of that stuff but i've never considered um you know bigfoot being an alien until just recently when someone mentioned that to me and i was like wait what and i kind of had the same experience with mermaids i'm like wait what because i guess i've always felt like more uh aliens being from somewhere else so Mm -hmm. it's really interesting to consider them being from here right it's it's just so crazy once you've kind of learned that you've been conditioned to think certain ways about certain things and when they aren't you're either met with denial or you're met with well no this is supposed to be this way and your mind needs to kind of be opened yeah and it's almost like you know kind of little tiny doors opening and you just kind of walk through one and then, whoa, there's five more doors that open. It's all just such an interesting experience because it's like once you start to believe that aliens are real and that UFOs are real, it's just so many things open up and it's just like mind blowing mm-hmm. some of the stuff that you can find once you really start to open your mind to what the heck is out there, up there down in the ocean now i mean Mm -hmm. out in the forest i mean yeah what the heck and i like it that way i like that things are kind of unknown and scary and like there's still so much to learn about i feel like every day i've i'm confronted with something like oh god never even thought of that before yeah it's true and it's like again when a door opens all of a sudden it's like whoa there's so much out there that we're not sure about and that's unknown and we're we really have so much information at our fingertips right now it's such a great time to start asking these questions and just doing these little deep dives and just Mm -hmm. figuring out what feels right to you instead of just what people tell you is right you know we all have different experiences so you know just start opening your mind a little bit Mm -hmm. yeah which that was the end of the episode and next episode goes into a very infamous place top place for ufos paranormal which is sedona arizona yeah so her next episode is called countdown to contact and Demi travels to Sedona to make conscious contact with ETs. So super interesting. I, I liked this episode a lot better than this this third one. That's just me personally, but mm-hmm. yeah. And that should be an interesting one. Sedona is very well known and a lot of people go there for touristy stuff, but also really spiritual journeys as well. 
Um, so yeah, thank you for joining us today on pre-rolling through the galaxy. I am the Bean. And I'm B. And we will be with you next time. Thank you.